Welcome everybody to the Genuine Men's Chat Zoom calls. Today's topic is staying uh, and keeping healthy. And um, I'm honored to have two of our wonderful uh, Genuine Men's men with us. Um, we've got Alan, we've got Liakit. to the episode number six uh, of the Genuine Men. And excuse that, that's the recording playing in the background. Um, um, of the live call. So um, we've got Alan, we've got Liakit, and we're talking about keeping healthy. Previously, we talked about um, uh, staying fit uh, physically, and then now we're talking about staying healthy and keeping healthy um, on, uh, on different uh, levels, and we'll talk about that in just a second. For those of you that have never joined us before, Genuine Men's Chat is a movement uh, consistent of a show, a podcast, workshops, and now weekly Zoom lives. Uh, this is our number six um, as of, um, of the lockdown because of COVID and to support every um, everyone uh, during this instability that we're all experiencing. Um, it's also uh, the Genuine Men's Movement is an opportunity to express the often unheard honest views of men from various backgrounds, cultures, religions, and life experiences. It's also a rare opportunity for men to have a platform to express their views, their thoughts, their perspectives and obstacles in life with other men on topics that impact them, their families, their communities, and society as a whole. It's an unfiltered and unadulterated look at what life looks like from a man's perspective. Hi, I'm Raham, I'm the host and men's transformational relationship and personal and professional life coach. And um, one thing that I'd like to get started on just quickly before we jump into the discussion with our men is what I did once lockdown took place here in the UK where we are um, regardless of where you are in the world, everybody had different lockdown. But here in the UK, we experienced lockdown. And, and due to that, I wanted to jump on board and, and contact many of my clients who are majority male um, clients and ask them how they felt about their emotional, mental and physical um, well-being and health. And many of them shared that immediately after lockdown, they reported um, hitting rock bottom, feeling like they were uh, depressed, um, emotionally, mentally, physically, um, and financially, um, starting to feel like they were on a roller coaster um, of emotions and ups and downs and ebbs and flows. And, and they were always asking themselves, how long is this going to last? And then they started to get a bit positive. Um, you know, they had more positive thoughts and healthier thoughts about themselves and about the circumstances and, and believing that things are going to be okay. So hope started to creep in, which was amazing. But then as we all progressed in lockdown, many of them reported that they hit rock, rock bottom again or close to it, feeling fear now instead of just depression because they heard bad news, a death of a loved one, um, a disconnect from society or their co-workers or family members, especially if they're in isolation alone, um, or in isolation in a place that wasn't your home. And many of them started to let worry creep in. And I know we talked about worry and we talked about guilt, and we're going to touch upon that in a bit. Worry being 
what you're hoping to happen in the future and you have no control of it uh, over it and then we talked about guilt and shame and other heavier emotions and that kicking you back into the past and allowing you to go into that roller coaster of the past and not freeing yourself from that because we can't change the past either so many of the men said that they're still on this roller coaster as of this week we all know that life is a journey that often ebbs and flows nevertheless how do you manage or overcome something that is completely out of your comfort zone and it impacts your sense of stability and certainty. That's our topic today, getting healthy, keeping healthy and staying healthy, developing our healthy mindset muscle. And what I've come to know in my profession and what I'd like to introduce everyone to is developing your mental fitness muscle and your healthy mindset muscle. So welcome, gentlemen. Let's talk a little bit about some of your experiences going through this, um, this lockdown period. Now we're in, in week six. Um, for some people, it's week seven. How have you experienced it? What have your experiences been? Uh, for myself, I think... Um Initially, um, it was just grasping how to deal with the actual circumstances we're in. And um, I think a guide for us was just what we were hearing on the media and in the news and government guidelines. Um, and I think we were quite focused on implementing that into our lives initially um, because, as I say, we were all in it together. So it wasn't um, that it was. Um, um, if targeting individuals as such, it was the whole, not just the whole nation, it's the whole world that's in, in, in this turmoil, to be honest. Um, so I think because it's a collective uh, scenario that we're in, it perhaps makes it a bit easier to, to feel that, well, I'm not alone in this, you know, I'm not the only one who's time to, um, you know, go through all, all these difficulties and try to face these extraordinary circumstances. But I think um, you do tend to, at times, um, get a bit down on the actual circumstance because, um, yeah, everyone's trying their hardest to sustain this this um, this regulation, this rule that that's been put in place. But the reality is, as as uh, human beings, we've got a life to live, and we're not doing that. And that's that's the biggest challenge. How do we just stop our lives completely? and just abide by what we've been told to do. And we know it's for the best for, for one another, for each and, each and uh, every one of us, but uh, regardless, practically, it is a difficult task to take, uh, take on board. And then you've got the dynamics of your, not just yourself, but people that your, uh, your relationships, your, your family and your friends, um, is having to deal with everyone. Everyone has their own kind of uh, thresholds in terms of how far they can manage the circumstances that we're in. 
And I think the only thing, the encouraging thing is, is collectively we're in it and collectively we can try to support one another, another when we're at that stage where we think, you know what, I can't be bothered about today. It's just, I just want to get back to normal. I just, and then it really hits you and you have that high levels of anxiety. We just have to really be there for one another, to be honest. Um, and, you know, there is encouraging in social media, you see things that are coming up which, which are quite encouraging and you, you see um, fitness instructors and stuff going on online free and giving their services free. I mean, these things, they would charge for this. It's a service that they would charge for normally, but out of, the, out of their kindness and out of the recognition of how, you know, uh, dire the situation is for a lot of people, they're going out their way. So, I mean, there is that hope in, in, in many avenues that we can perhaps uh, cling on to to help us through. Yeah, I would say from my point of view, like it's been a while now. It's been over a month, I believe, that we've been in a lockdown. So at the beginning, it was a little bit different to what, what is going on right now. So, for example, when just the, new, the news just hit and when we, I was thinking uh, about what is about to happen, um, I immediately started to picture that the time will pass really slowly, that we'll have to keep ourselves busy and uh, that will be very difficult. Um, and it will be very easy to be lazy and not do anything or get depressed. I immediately saw that and um, basically since I'm, I'm a or solution oriented person. So I wanted to find a solution or prepare myself as quickly as possible to avoid any bad impact on my health, uh, any bad impact on my mental uh, state. Um, just basically put something in place to protect myself from it, um, including my environment, uh, the physical activities, um, and relationship that I have with my girlfriend. I knew that, for example, I have to be prepared for situations where we will be uh, easily um, agitated that we'll be living in a small place uh, for a very long time and we'll feel almost like in a prison so all those things I I was thinking okay we're gonna get ourselves prepared and since it's been over a month now or almost a month I'm not sure exactly because what happens is <laughs> you lose track of time it's actually been like that you can't really tell which day of the week it is sometimes and um, but it's been a long time a relatively long time um, what I can say now is um, we made it we're not there yet we will still have a long time probably to go but we made over that period um, we've done quite well uh, we're still alive um, we're in good physical uh, shape um, I tend to push myself to do some activities same for the mental uh, state. Uh, I didn't go crazy. I find myself thinks uh, for myself 
to keep my mind occupied, to stay positive, not to go into the downward, downward spiral. Um, so I knew it would be so easy. I tend to overthink and, and be um, influenced by my environment sometimes. And like, I need to be very smart and careful about what I'm thinking and what I'm doing. And because I took time and like, I was prepared for those moments, um, I'm actively fighting against it and then coming up on top, which means I'm doing quite well considering the situation that I find myself in. That's quite encouraging to hear from both of you. Um, it's ebbs and flows, as, as we heard from the other men, <clears throat> excuse me, that I've spoken to. And it's about preparation. You're absolutely right. Preparing yourself for what may come, but not necessarily delving into the worry, delving into, well, what if this and what if that? And Liakit, you said something also. Um, you were talking about the dynamics of relationships and how they have been playing out now. Um, and, and so did you, Alan. Do you guys want to touch upon that a bit more or some of your learning points from that experience? Sure. Um, Aliakwa, do you want to go first? No, you no. Well, in, in my case, um, I really wanted to make sure that I won't be fighting uh, with my partner uh, because of the lockdown. I don't mind fighting for any other reason. Uh, you know, like there are actual things that we sometimes disagree on and have an actual, you know, genuine fight or argument about something. But I wanted to make sure this is not going to be uh, because of a lockdown or because of the how uh, we feel because of being locked away in our house. Um, so uh, coming back to preparation, preparation was the key for that. So whenever I spotted that feeling, the moment that I was being agitated, that I was being kind of down, I would go for a walk. I would get busy with reading or something that would occupy my mind. Um, you know, obviously we're supposed to stay at home as much as possible, but if I, um, for example, um, I can go for a run, uh, then I would go for a run. Um, and also if I see, uh, that my girlfriend is getting into this kind of low, low, uh, mood that she would be agitated to, I would do something because I know her. I would know what to do to bring her back to our higher state and give her a hug or leave her alone or actually give her comfort and be close. Um, just kind of actively judging what to do and then doing it. Um, so it, it, I know it is going to be different for different, different kinds of people because people are different in different stages of relationships and they will, I heard there's going to be a lot of people who are getting divorced or breaking up after the lockdown. Um, so it all depends of how much do you want to, um, to get through this with your partner. And in my case, it was, I want, 
I want it bad. I want to make sure that we come out on the other side together and stronger and uh, that we actively support each other to do that. Yeah, I think um, with myself, it's um, having a, a little one in the house who's obviously uh, unable to go to school. Um, so she's doing homeschooling at the moment. Um, I try to take um, some of that responsibility of, of um, just keeping an eye on her, making sure that she's doing what she's meant to be doing, my daughter, uh, and not just leaving it all to my wife to kind of deal with <laughs> all the time, which, you know, if I'm away to work, then certainly it's her who has to kind of drop her off or pick her up and then make sure that she's had something to eat and, and so on. But because of these long days of just being in constantly all the time and, um, you know, it does get to everyone um, some point or another. So. Um, I'm just a wee bit more conscious in that sense where I'll take the lead and I'll, you know, just make sure I go up to my daughter before before my wife does, you know, and uh, try to make sure that everything's in order and everything's going according to plan. Um, and that's something that um, I, I deliberately, I'm deliberately doing because I do recognise the fact that um, you know, it's uh, un unfair, you know, just to kind of sit back and, and put my feet up and, and just think, oh, well, that's her role. She's been, she, that's what she does. She's She knows better at it. I'm, I'm kind of taking the onus on this and, um, you know, just easing it for her as well. And I can I, I can see that she is more relaxed by, by me putting in inputs like that. And that's just one aspect of it, but just other kind of roles that maybe that she generally, I take for granted from her, um, that, that I take for granted for her to do that, I'll kind of step in and uh, volunteer to do as well. Um, and then on top of that, there's additional things now. So like before we never ever went out for walks together. It was just something that we didn't do because, like, you would be working all day, you'd come home and you just had a routine. But so now we've kind of um, made it a thing where, you know, we both go out together, we'll go for about a 10, 15 minute walk sort of thing and spend that time. And that's very unusual. I mean, it's just a walk, but it's uh, something that we never shared before. Um, so the obviously there's the element of, of the health um it being a, a factor of, 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 of a, a healthy routine to take up and also just that time it's spent together um, and, and doing something together as well, you know, especially now that things are so, so much restriction. It's amazing how both of you have developed that sense of connectivity and worn that connectivity hat <clears throat> in your relationships relationships, which is really inspiring to see. So it's a proactive approach to your relationship. So it's a healthy investment in your partners or your, your <clears throat> family so that you can lighten their load or kind of be more empathetic, which is beautiful to see. So I want to commend you both on that because empathy is such an important quality in men and in women, but being that we're talking about men and their own, um, health today, empathy is so vital. And I want to really just take a minute to recognize the empathy muscle that you both built 
and have been able to utilize in in using that connector um, role with your partners and family. So good on you both. I'm also thinking, um, would you, because that's con the connectivity and the proactive thing, uh, this, this approach, it uh, makes me imagine our conversation in the past uh, in one of the, the genuine men's chats um, about masculinity. For me, it's almost like I want to take the masculine role of a man to get us through this difficult time. And normally men try to do this by going to work and working hard and providing money. In this case, it's more like I'm gonna make sure my health, mental health and physical health will be good. And I will also take care of yours by removing myself if you need space or being close to you um, if you need it. And if you have the depressive, depressing state, like you feel that there's no hope, I give you hope. And if you need to be alone because you know we are in a small confined space, I go for a run. Um, so and and I do it as a, the, uh, like um, uh, you know the manly thing to do to make ensure that this is gonna we're gonna get through this. And how does that? Uh, just a follow up question. How does that? Um, inspire you to do more of it? Like, what does it fill or feed within you both that, that provides you that consistency in providing that um, connection with your partner or family? In my case, it's simply that we didn't kill each other and that we, um, we, we are doing well we we are not seeing negative impact on our health uh despite the fact that we have to spend so much time in closed surroundings in one spot um i don't see much of a negative impact at all um there was a, a bit of a financial worry but now um it seems like it's going to be okay um but apart from that um, I see that everything is in a, in a, going in a good direction and, and over um, the, the past weeks, not much changed apart from the fact that we just stay at home more and w watched a lot of more movies. I think it's just uh, what Alan was saying about uh, being a man in the house and providing. Um, one is providing financially, but there are other ways of providing as well, um, and um, you know if you see if you see a lack of something in in, in your family or, or or they're suffering or not necessarily suffering but distressed about something or they're anxious about something. Obviously, you know your close ones very well. You can tell by their demeanour and you can tell by their behaviour that something's not right. So there is that element of stepping in and providing whatever way you can do even emotionally if that means like being um, strong being strong yeah and try to say the right things or just trying to be there or as you say darling just to try to give them space when you think but not not to be completely absent and just you know 
oh, it's not our problem, it's their problem, let them deal with it. But it's, it's a, a conscious decision of stepping back. It's not a, I don't care stepping back. Um, so it's quite constructive in terms of being there, not being there and trying to recognise that and getting that balance right. Absolutely. It's about courage. That's what I hear. It's about courage to put yourself forward in service of providing for your family from a hat of connection. And that's what I am inspired by. So thank you guys. We have two more hats to cover. Um, Alan, you alluded to problem solving mode is what you went into immediately after lockdown. So oftentimes men put on that problem solver hat. I know what, I can fix it, I can do it, I've got this. And this is something that you've both shared and we've all heard repeatedly is out of all of our control. So what do you do as a man for yourself and then for others to provide but from a problem-solving perspective, you can go financially, you can go, you know, emotionally, whatever direction you'd like on this one. Um, in my case, I just get creative. Um, so I immediately, when, when the problem comes, I just think, okay, so what can I do within, with the resources that I have? Um, obviously, I could go to the shop or whenever and get what I would like to have around, around me to stay fit, um, like um, some kind of equipment um, or anything that I don't have. Um, but I try to use the resources that I have and uh, make the most of it. And one of those would be that um, just before the lockdown, uh, we had... Um, we had one of the rooms emptied um, in our house. Um, the, the flatmates that we had, they moved out. So we approached the landlord uh, after the lockdown and, and we said that um, we would like to use this separate room for study or for working out and just to have like a little extra space so we don't have to be confined in just one spot because they didn't, they haven't uh, managed to get a new flatmate, new tenant on that space. So immediately we got ourselves some, a little bit more room in, a, in, in where we live. Uh, same goes for like equipment. Um, I managed just before the lockdown to uh, get uh, a pull-up bar to get us uh, to, to, to do some pull-ups um, in, in the flat. Um, in terms of, in terms of when there was the first shortages of food, um, I didn't sit down and cry about how shortages of food are going to affect us. I was driving around and trying to get the products that I wanted to do. And I remember visiting five supermarkets to buy eggs and none of them had them. And eventually it took me 48 hours to buy eggs, but I did. And the point was, I, I actually... Um, seen this in other people's uh, there are two types of people one that would um, you know we, we all know that uh, the building is on fire and there are people who are running about and they scream oh the building is on fire we are we are uh, you know, doomed or 
there are people who are in search of some, you know, water or trying to put the fire down or strategizing how to get the fire down and calling maybe the emergencies and everything. And uh, I'm, I'm one of those instead of the people who are just like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Just, you know, considering all the bad scenarios, it's just like get into the action, figure out what we have available and what we can do to protect ourselves, protect our family and make the most of what we've got. Um, with, with myself, I think it's um, not necessarily um, providing uh, something physical as such. Obviously, you know, we'll have to sustain a certain level of whatever it is that you need to, and, and try our best to sustain that. But it's more, I think, just adapting to the people in your house and to understand them. Um, and you know the the relationship that you have with the close ones. As I said before, you do you do know them, and you do know what kind of makes them tick, and you do know what kind of makes them happy. And it's just kind of recognizing that, and then building on on that. You know, um, my wife she loves watching dramas. She's absolutely obsessed by watching dramas and TV. So this is ideal time for her. She can just binge watch sitting and thingy. You know, and then I'll spend some time with her. Um, you know, if it's something that I can manage, it's something that, um, I mean, some of the stuff that she watches is not my cup of tea, but, you know, I always try to sit down, you know, share that time with her and, uh, you, you know, watch it. And it's a simple thing, um, just keeping company with someone um, and, and enjoying what they're enjoying, you know, kind of... Uh, Keeps keeps people in a kind of more positive mood, I guess. With my little one, you know, she enjoys playing on her um, console games. So, you know, I'll go and spend some time playing the console with her, um, or she wants to play play her guitar, and I'll bring my guitar out. So it's just finding those kind of things that keep them that they like, that they're happy with, uh, that keep them positive, and you know, spend that time with them doing what they like. Uh, I'm going to add on top of what you just said. I, I do the same. I, I love watching stuff with my girlfriend. We, we do binge watch Netflix and, and uh, she would introduce me to shows that I thought I wouldn't like. And then I suddenly start watching them and they're like amazing. And we do watch films on top of that, some 80s and 90s, um, you know, action movies, uh, which she doesn't know. Um, but I would, I would tell you one thing I do. Um, with that so we we pretty much watch something almost every night um but from time to time i try to actively say to uh, my girlfriend please let's not let's make sure um this is not all we do we don't spend um time only watching movies we do, we, we stay active we uh, do other you know activities in the house or during this lockdown uh, that this is, we're not gonna get bored of our life, however long this will take, that our life will be just like, you know, wake up, do something during the day, then go at night, watch some movie, go to sleep and so on and create like this cycle. So I actively ask, let's make sure we enjoy ourselves, but at the same time, keep things interesting and different 
because it will be very easy to just go into that circle and just like repeat that over and over and we we look we obviously when you watch movies you eat sometimes you know popcorn or something you you gain weight uh you got snacks here's something sweet we got something sweet every day we have this you know dopamine hits here here and there and it would be very easy to fall into that trap of just like that's all we do and uh like i keep that on the back of my mind i'm like i love it it's fantastic but let's make sure this is not the only thing we do. So following our last conversation, Yakret, uh, we did dance salsa. We got some, uh, we did some um, YouTube tutorials. I've got a bunch of channels that are, um, uh, that I'm watching on a regular basis. And we have this separate room and we go to that separate room. We dress up, we have like sexy uh, clothing, some nice shirts, uh, high heels. I, I asked her to put some high heels and we dance salsa. Um, we do workouts and uh, other uh, activities. <laughs> so um, just basically that's how we do it. It's brilliant. Like, uh... <laughs> it sounds like you guys have been busy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. How has that, um, how has that uh, benefited your relationship? being able to have that extra room and, and really getting out of the cycle of routine? I would say it's, it's amazing. Um, so as I said, because of that, uh, we almost don't see any negative uh, effect, anything that the lockdown would af uh, affect us in terms of negativity. Um, as I said, we're not perfect, there are misunderstandings and miscommunication, but they're not caused by the lockdown. Um, so that makes me proud. It's, it's really nice and refreshing. I always wanted that in a relationship. So, um, you know, it's, it's something un unusual and common. Um, people tend not to do that. And I would encourage anyone to try it. Actually uh, dress up and do something out of ordinary during this lockdown like something like this just like uh you know people do this for jokes that they dress up and go with the you know take the rubbish out but um you can literally do this you can you can put nice clothes on and uh, we we did a proper salsa class um or sometimes my girlfriend is still working so what I would do is I would go to pick her up in the car and I would come in a white shirt and a suit jacket, really well dressed um, because I can. It's not because I, I, w I could also go out in sweatpants or just not leave the house at all. But I think it's a really cool thing to do. It's just like, oh, why not? I'm just, I, can, I can do that. It will make me feel better. And that person will feel like, oh, our life is not so boring. We have things to look forward to. And, you know, it's some positives that we can enjoy. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Absolutely. I dare you, Liakut, I dare you uh, to put on a suit and, uh, you know, walk around the house in a suit for a day and, like, <laughs> make it, like, like, really nice kind of day where you really... Uh, you know, create maybe like an alternative universe and you, you, you do something surprising for your wife and maybe your children where you 
completely redesign the routine that you have right now just for one day for fun you know maybe make up um a party a disco in your you you've got all the equipment right you dj you could <laughs> yeah, technically exactly. make a disco in your house well we actually have done that we've already done a video of that uh, okay. on facebook where uh, i was djing my wife was emceeing kind of thing and dancing away and uh, we had the light dj lights on in the house so yeah kind of got people involved with that um I was yeah. thinking about karaoke, karaoke as well. Karaoke. I'm just trying to to uh, to uh, f figure out the technicalities of it, and I want to invite other people to join in via Skype or Zoom, um, and work out how this would be like. But yeah, just something out of ordinary, and it keeps us in a good mental state. And yeah, if it's also physical activity, it could be cool too. And that's exactly what our topic is about. It's, yeah. it's keeping healthy and all aspects of what means healthy. And you guys just talked about relationships. You've talked about, you know, providing. You've talked about mentally and emotionally, you know, uh, enriching your families and yourselves. Um, what is another way that you overcome the uncertainty when it comes to this this COVID-19 lockdown? Um, is there a particular technique that you use? Is there a mindset um, technique that you work with? What's the muscle, the emotional or, or uh, psychological muscle that you grow right now um, while you're undergoing this mental fitness that we're talking about? Um, um, go on, go on. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, I think for me, it's more um, quite reflective on uh, the circumstances that we're in. Um, and I look at it at the human capacity. The way I reflect on it, things are not that bad because there are other people, there are other human beings out there right now. these kind of uh, countries where it's war torn and how the families are and, or the lack of family people kids without parents and lack of uh, you know medicine and just no provision whatsoever no shelter and how they have to sustain their lives and we, despite the fact, you know, that we've got these restrictions, but we're far, far from it. We still live relatively comfortable lives. And for me, you really, I've got no reason to be ungrateful about um, or really to kind of have qualms about because there's people out there that are in real, real, real situations which are out of their control. And they don't have any insight in terms of when it's going to end for them i mean at least we can kind of forecast it there will be an end to this eventually we can go back to our lives eventually but for those people you know it's been many many years that they've kind of gone through these conflicts and seen these traumas and you know it's, it's it's very very dire how a lot of people are living in this day and age you know that this civilization that we live in today that 
they're still, you know, having to face. So for me, you know, it's the being reflective and seeing, well, how bad really is it for me? You know, and what about other people on the planet, you know, and having that reflection. I agree with that. I think uh, putting things into perspective and just not feeling sorry for yourself because there are people who are, who are in a much worse situation than us. Mm, that's important. I agree with you, exactly. Um, apart from that, whenever I do have some sort of anxiety, it usually comes down to finance. Um, I tend to meditate. I've been using the Headspace app to uh, every morning get myself about 10 minutes to calm my, um, my thoughts and uh, improve my breathing. And uh, from what I've learned over the past few months is that uh, if you in work on your breathing, you can, you can get uh, through a lot of anxious times. Um, so that's what I've been doing. And uh, yeah, not feeling sorry for myself um, or uh, just being positive, putting positive uh, energy to the world. Um, yeah, that's my kind of uh, way to, you know, to, to get through that i think the other thing for me also to add on to that as well what you're talking about meditation is is uh, my faith my faith as well because for me um you know faith is a very very important aspect of it and our faith can indicate uh, how to deal with scenarios which are out of your control um and so i can i do turn to my faith for answers as well and that gives me uh, some solace and, and, and some comfort as well um, to, to reflect on what my faith, uh, how it deals with it and, you know, finding the answers there as well. And I certainly do, do find peace um, once I reflect on that and, and, and try to understand how, how my faith uh, asks of me how to deal with this circumstance that, you know, that I feel that I'm in. And that, that, that's not just like this COVID thing, but it could be anything. It could be, you know, if I've got problems in relationship, I turn to my faith. If I've got problems in my financial situation, I'll turn to my faith. Uh, if I've got problems just, you know, generally not feeling happy for whatever reason, you know, I always have that thing where um, it's faith-based for me and, and it's a very, very, very important uh, part of my life. That I find it, it works for me totally works for me. So you you guys are talking about really important muscles that we're growing. It's not just the mental fitness muscle, you know, of our mental health, but you're also talking about our belief muscle, belief in whatever there is that's bigger than us that's out there um, that can provide us with that solace that you were talking about, liaqit. You were talking about a reflective muscle. Um, Liakit as well as uh, and and Alan as far as like how bad is it really for me compared to other people out there that are in uh, more impoverished areas or less you know um, less fortunate yeah less fortunate exactly I mean put put ourselves in those that are in hospitals that are sick that are ill parents that have passed on or elderly or even children that have succumbed to the this illness. Um, 
you know, we are, we are absolutely fortunate. Put aside, you know, the refugees that don't have homes, you know, that have just come to our, our land here. And, and, and the fact that they're completely in uncertain times, in isolation, without support systems, and even possibly language proficiency. So we are absolutely fortunate. I, I, I would even venture off to say a few more muscles like adaption. Uh, the ability to adapt to our circumstances, the ability to recognize the reality of what we have, the abundance that we have, and 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 build on that and, and adapt, as you were talking, Alan, shifting with the tides, recognizing that I had made a solemn promise to myself that I was going to be that firefighter, that I'm not going to be the person that sits there and woe is me. So, and you mentioned that as well. So being proactive about our lives, that adaptability is key, especially in times of uncertainty. And we have many in our lives because as we talked about before in the introduction, life is about ebbs and flows. It's about the small pebbles and the big boulders that, that come in our path on our journey of life. And, and what can we do with them? One more that I just hinted to was resilience. The fact that we have a reflective muscle and we understand that we can adapt and that we have the mental fitness to and the wherewithal to overcome some of the things that come in like anxiety or depression or um, getting caught up in catastrophizing the scenario being caught in the past worrying about the future breathing is everything it refuels the body from the belly inwards and all the way out when you're exhaling to refresh our body, to be able to take in new information, new emotions, new data, so that we can then make decisions from a conscious choice, as you talked about, Liaquit, um, and Alan. And, and so that sense of resilience then becomes what I like to say the new normal not life before COVID, life after will be the new normal. No, it's about that resilience that becomes the new normal. The fact that we are growing our internal muscles, our life skills to be able to function, not from a sense of chaos and fear and guilt and shame and weight, which is like a boulder on your back or on your chest, but from a place of um, wings, from a place of being able to fly and being able to move forward in our lives, if it's baby steps or if it's taking flight and, and, and going past the limitations that we perceive that we may have been bogged down by. You know, it, we are here to break the limitations, to question those limitations that have been imposed upon us to create that sense of resilience. Um, what are some tips that you guys would want to, to leave uh, our audience with? And, and if you have any comments or anything about what was just said um, or our conversation today. There's definitely something that I wanted to add with this resilience or being ad able to adapt. Um, one thing is when after, after a couple of weeks of this lockdown and how situations are, so situation is developing and, and, things that are happening in the world in terms of the news and conspiracy theorists and, and misinformation and lots of things this this way. Um, I, I compared this a little bit maybe because I didn't want to 
focus on myself at all. I was thinking, who, what can I compare this with? And I compared this situation that we find ourselves in, uh, in maybe how people lived or got through um, during the World War II. I was thinking, so they found themselves, people who, who lived during the World War II and they were kind of our age, they find themselves in this situation, very difficult, unable to control anything, and they had to start a new life uh, and, and kind of learn how to deal with everything that happened during that time. And fortunately, we are not in a wartime, which is great. Um, so n nobody is being killed. There are some people who are dying because of the virus, which is another angle on that, but it's not a war. So that's a positive. Another thing is, uh, if you look from a perspective that, you know, I don't want to feel sorry for myself. There have been people in the past who have been going through wars and different difficult times, then you should stay positive. You should, you will find a way you will live through it. Um, I recommend reading a book called Man's Search for Meaning, which is uh, um, a story about a, a man who got through the concentration camp uh, in uh, Auschwitz um, and, you know, got through the whole uh, process and, and um, interviewed people in the camp about why they survived. It's a really empowering and inspiring book. Um, and maybe from the practical point of view, as a tip, I would recommend people trying to limit the amount of um, news and interactions on social media about this topic. Um, just do as little as possible. I actually set limits on my phone. There's like on iPhone, you can do screen time. So I put myself maximum 15 minutes of Facebook per day. Um, and I try to avoid any time I see information that is slightly negative, I try to avoid it or not to engage with it. Um, try to stay informed, but not to engage um, because that causes a lot of negative thoughts here. Uh, the resilience thing for me, again, it goes back to just reflecting as, as what Alan was saying about, you know, what the people through the uh, World War II and how resilient they had to be. Um, I mean, they were sending their children away, children away to um, out, out into the country and with unknown people simply just to make sure that they're saving the, the lives of the children while the parents were working and uh, helping against the, uh, you know, the the war and the terror that was happening in the cities. I mean, that's a big, massive ask if you really think about it. And I don't know how many people in this day and age right now, if you were to say, send your kids away to the countryside, that you don't know who that person is, where they're going to live, how they're going to live. Just that itself, that thought itself, would you would crumble perhaps. Just, um, you know, I don't think you'd be able to handle it. So, yeah, I mean, the resilience thing, I think, is uh, for me is, again, just simply reflecting. Um, the more you can reflect on, you know, scenarios like this that have happened in the past. And history has this habit of repeating itself. So we have many, many incidents in history where people went through a lot of turmoil and, and a lot of difficulties. 
And I think it's maybe a good idea to perhaps look at how civilizations before, how they went through what they went through and what they had to, uh, you know, um, adapt to. Um, and it's that reflective thing again, really, you know, just to reflect and think. Things aren't, aren't as b that bad, to be honest. We still have our homes. We still have our security. We can still call the police if something happens. We can still call uh, the hospital or the doctors if it, if it need be. So we are in a very, very much kind of a lot more a comfortable position than we actually think. And there is a lot of that negative fear that is going about, I think, just out of conversations and social media and news, which perhaps we've kind of just take it for what it is and no more. I don't think we should internalise and make it a thing of doom and gloom for us, you know, and just kind of step back and take things into perspective. Well spoken. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm going to leave you with one last question. What are your feelings, viewpoints, thoughts, perspectives on life post lockdown? And what does that mean for each of you? Um, again, not thinking too much about it, to be honest, it is going to be what it is. And the way we're adapting now, we need to adapt then as well. It's a collective thing. And, you know, it's not about what I want, what I'm not happy about it. It's not what I would like. I think we have to think not too much about ourselves, but I think more of uh, society and how it would uh, be good for society. And if that means making a bit of sacrifice, you know, it will need to be done. And I can see, you know, things aren't going to go exactly back to normal. And I'm hoping that, you know, the, the, the amount of positives that are coming out, that people kind of continue, that it's a continuation of that positivity after lockdown, uh, after restrictions, and uh, that goodwill that's been going around there's a lot of that that continues as well. Um, from my point of view, I think people appreciate lots of things that they haven't and they've been taking for granted for a very long time. Um, from small little things that um, we didn't, were not able to enjoy for the past, you know, five weeks or so. Um, you know, like just going out to, I don't know, a coffee shop uh, or uh, meeting friends and family um, to, uh, you know, just other luxuries that we have, like travel, for example, and flights. And I'm just hoping that we, I, I know this is going to be very hard to come back where it, to things how they used to be. So I'm hoping this is going to be a, a relatively fast process um, it might not be it might be a difficult and long road but what I also think again and, and I want to come out from the oriented person and positively uh, thinking uh, you know because so many people um, had a dive a big hit and they are now down we'll we're gonna experience probably a very long time of growth because everybody will be recovering and there will be new businesses. There will be everything that will be recovering will be prosperous 
because people will be buying, they will be rebuilding, they will be recreating stuff, including the airlines. I was even thinking, instead of looking at, yes, okay, some people will go bust, some airlines will go bust. But after that, you know, there will be new airlines that will grow and they will give us, they will be keen to get new passengers and, and get people to travel around the world. There will be promotions, there will be creative solutions to travel. So I think we are looking for an amazing growth. Once we solve this, we figure it out, we're looking at amazing potential and growth. Let's look forward to the growth and, and at the same time while we're looking forward to the growth, just to make sure that we're not going into worry into the future, let's stay in this very moment and invest in ourselves and our family and our partners to grow together. Absolutely. And that's, that's definitely uh, an impactful um, goal to, to hopefully take on board as we go forward, regardless of is it lockdown or not lockdown. Thank you both for your honest viewpoints, your perspectives, your experiences, and sharing them. Um, just as um, uh, just as we're speaking today, our uh, seventh episode of the Genuine Men's Chat is going to be launched this Friday, and it's actually talking about faith, a topic that both of you spoke about. Um, join us for our next episode for the Zoom, uh, our Genuine Men's Zoom calls. Um, we're going to have another guest speaker next uh, for the next two weeks. Uh, look forward to that. Um, do watch our Genuine Men's Chat on YouTube. Uh, follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Share, like, and don't forget to join our Genuine Men's Chat Facebook group and join the other men that are similar to Alan and Liaquit in the discussion. Our model for 2020 is many men, many conversations. Have you taken your seat at the table yet? See you next week. Bye-bye.